0: Salaam guys, I'm Mohsin, welcome to this episode of Millionaire Muslim. Before we get into this episode, we just wanted to spend a few seconds telling you about Islamic Finance Guru, or IFG for short. Mohsin and I co-founded IFG in 2015 because we couldn't find content about personal finance and Islamic finance for Muslims like you and I. Nowadays, alhamdulillah, we reach an audience of hundreds of thousands and our goal is to keep providing great content to help you guys. So if you're looking for halal investments and Islamic mortgages or startup funding, check us out at islamicfinanceguru.com. And if you want to get in touch with us directly, you can get me on Mossin at islamicfinanceguru.com and you can get Ibrahim on ibrahim at islamicfinanceguru.com. Enjoy the episode. Looking for a different approach to money? Meet Gatehouse Bank sharia compliant uk bank built for the modern world we help home buyers to purchase or refinance their home provide buy-to-let funding for landlords and offer award-winning savings accounts wherever you're going get there a different way get there with gatehouse to find out more visit gatehousebank.com before we dive in i'd just like to say a quick thank you to our sponsor pensionbee They have helped over 70,000 customers be pension confident by helping them transfer their all pensions together into one simple online plan. They also have a great Shure compliant pension option as well, which is why we personally really like them. And you can check out a review of their offering on the Shure side on our website. A few months ago, I quit my corporate legal career and I went full time on my startup, IFG. And it was a big step, it was a risky step. I had a mortgage, uh, I've got a wife and a son. There was a big opportunity cost as well because I was on a nice you know, six-figure salary. I had to walk away from that. But thankfully, uh, two months or so in, um, things have gone very smoothly. And it got me thinking, you know, what was it that I did over the last few years that consciously or unconsciously has actually helped me a lot in where I am today? And so in this video, I want to share with you six of the key things that I did over the last few years, which I've realized have really helped me navigate this transition from a corporate career to my own thing. So in this video, I share with you those six tips. But before we dive in, I would be very grateful if you could subscribe to the channel and like this video. So the first tip I would say is that you should plan your exit four years out. You should plan your exit really ideally before you even go into your job and that has two key benefits. The first benefit that it has is that it gives you a mindset that you know that this is not something that is permanent. You know that this is something that you're going to leave behind and you're going to do something else and when you have that in your head it creates a few very important changes. The first is that you take a little bit more risk you are more confident in the way that you behave and interact with people you don't care about coming across as silly if there's a silly question to ask you ask it and you know counterintuitively, all of that actually helps you get ahead in your career the very career that you are not necessarily looking to maximize anymore and the second thing that i think is really really valuable that comes from this changed mindset is that you have a momentum in your career what do i mean by that what i mean is that if you are an ordinary employee where you're just looking to do your nine to five and that's it, what happens there is you're not focused on maximizing or getting something else out of that nine to five. And that means that you're not going to necessarily have that momentum or that drive as someone else who actually wants to use this career that he has, let's say for me it was my legal career, and I wanted to use the knowledge and the experiences and the networks and everything that I had access to in my legal career um, to do other things. And that meant that I was looking constantly and pushing and looking to position myself within my career to be able to eke out the absolute maximum that I could. So what it did was it gave me a lot of momentum It gave me that kind of aim where, you know, if you're a level one here, this is the ordinary employee, and uh, the entrepreneur is trying to aim for like a level two or three, you're pushing constantly to get to that higher level. And when when you have that momentum, even if you don't hit your aim, because you have that momentum, you might end up over here, but it's still a higher level than where you started off. And either way, you'll be much better off in your career. The second tip that I would give is that uh, as you go along in your career, you start quite broad and then you narrow down. And that's what everyone does. But when you have that mindset and when you're thinking about exiting to do your own thing, narrow down towards what you want to exit to. So for us, you know, our startup, we do personal finance and we do uh, venture investing. And so I started off as a trainee, I did uh, regulatory, I did funds, I did banking, I did all sorts of dispute resolution. That was very broad. And then I qualified into funds formation and so I started narrowing down further. And as I got closer and closer to my exit, it became clearer and clearer to me exactly what I was going to because my business had become a lot clearer. And when you know that, you can start honing in even further in your legal career or your whatever career what you want to get out that will be beneficial for you in your uh, in your next life and so definitely do that have that focus and just narrow down as you get more and more closer to your exit the third thing i'd say is get yourself onto the housing ladder this is such a game changer because the first thing is it's actually a lot easier to get a mortgage when you have a nice job right So get yourself onto the housing ladder because no one is gonna kick you out once you're into that house and you're paying. Uh, Get yourself in there. The second thing is that it will be cheaper. Certainly in the more expensive areas like London where I live, you are going to be paying a lot more in rent but a lot less in a mortgage. So go for that because actually that will be more financially sustainable for you uh, over the long run. And then the final thing is that, you know, it helps convince your family as well. Because if your uh, wife knows that you have uh, a house that is your own and you're, you're settled now, then you can take a little bit more risk and at least, you know, in their, in their head, it might be a lot more convincing that, you know, if you go for your startup now, um, they're ready to do that. The fourth tip I'd say is make sure that you're actually leaving to something viable. So what I'm not advocating here is that tomorrow you go to your job, you quit your job and you go and do your startup or you do your business because you think that that's going to be liberating. It is going to be liberating but it's going to be liberating for about a day before you realize that actually I've got no source of income now and I am really struggling right? You don't want to be in that situation. Make things easy for you because you want your business to succeed and most businesses fail in the first two years so in order to get yourself out of that trap make sure you give your, your business as much of an oxygen line, as much of a sustenance as you can before you, you quit so that it is actually semi viable by the time you get into the, you know, the driving seat and, and join the business full time and, and what I mean by that, you know, personally what we did was uh, Mohsin, my co-founder and I, in January 2019, so that's about a year and a half ago, we looked at our data and we said, look, we're we're trundling along, we don't make any money from this uh, website that we have, let's put it on a more commercial footing, let's actually really focus on it and drive the traffic up. And so we started doing that. And for the last year and a half, the 18 months that we had in our our corporate jobs, we were essentially running two jobs. We were essentially doing two uh, full-time jobs. So waking up early in the mornings, um, having lots of meetings pre-work, you know, there were times when I was on calls, you know, my legal career and uh, on IFG, on on two phones at the same time, on mute on both of them, because the call was being led by someone else. And I was chipping in where I needed to. And that was in the tube on the way to work. So it was it was a crazy time finishing at 2 a.m. Uh, working very late. I remember sprinting. I, you know, because you're on, in a high-pressure situation in your legal career, um, I remember having to leave the office and just sprinting to save time to the next meeting or the next pitch or whatever I was doing and then sprinting straight back and carrying on as if nothing was, was uh, problematic. And by the way, I think it's a moral uh, duty if you're going to do that to make sure that your legal career and your job and what you need to be doing for your work doesn't slip. You need to make sure that you know from a legal and from a moral perspective you've signed up to get that money to do that job you make sure you do it and that's why you have to work extra hard but if you do all of that then you'll start seeing the rewards and and those rewards will start showing their fruit in the way that the business develops and so people asked us when we were quitting that you know do you have enough you know stuff to do uh, because in their heads it was still a bit of a hobby and if you are doing a hobby outside of work you can only do it for a, p- like a few hours and that's it and then you've done for the day, right? But for us by that time it had built up so much that we'd actually hired people to do bits of the uh, the work even before we quit. So by the time we quit it was completely ready for us as a business and we walked in and we were ready to you know, really accelerate. So definitely make sure that what you're quitting to is viable it'll be a lot of hard work but it will be worth it my fifth tip is that you should raise funds if you can what this helps you do is firstly it makes it a lot less risky and it gives you a lot more runway to give you that you know one or two years to actually be able to make a success of this business the second thing it does is it helps you convince your family and your um, you know your parents that this is a good thing to do and the third thing actually from a commercial perspective as well it really helps because it frees you up to take those risky bets that you need to take as an early business that will potentially make you a big return um, and be able to take those bets because if you don't have that um, money as a backup you won't possibly take those bets and if you don't take those bets you'll kind of meander along as a mediocre business But when you have that you can take those big bets and really accelerate the other thing that money allows you to do is once you have product market fit i.e your product is now really viable and your market your audience really wants it and you have a clear marketing path to get your product into your audience's hand so for example you know that a certain google ad or facebook ad works and if you put in five pounds into that ad you will get about 30 pounds out of it What that means is you need money now to pump as many five pounds in at the start to get as many 30 pounds in at the end. And that is the moment when your startup funding comes in really useful because you can just start deploying that really, really quickly. And if you didn't have that startup funding, you couldn't accelerate as quickly. So the sixth and final tip that I would say is make sure that you're surrounding yourself With really good mentors and advisors. Uh, We are so so lucky and privileged and you know I'm just eternally grateful for the uh, the network and the mentors that we have you know in in our own uh, advisory board we have uh, someone who has created uh, a billion dollar company over the last 10 years Uh, so it's just really really helpful to be able to tap into those people because they have uh, that experience they've been there they've done that They know what the pitfalls are and how you deal with it. So if we have a crisis, if we're like, oh, we're trying to hire someone, we don't know how to hire for this person, or we say, oh, we we have a a really major client that is really upset, how do we deal with that? Or we have a difficult situation um, with a potential partner of ours, how do we deal with that? These guys have done it, right? They've been through all of those situations and they can immediately give that advice. And we also benefit massively from their networks as well because all of these guys, when you're a successful businessman you have your own networks and that is super helpful for us as well so i would say that really invest in your mentors and advisors and make sure they are as high quality as possible and how do you do that well i think it there's no easy answer to that you need to work out how to make cold approaches to influential people in a way that works right try three or four five different email um, messages that and and see which of those email messages really resonate and get your responses and then really press hard on that. Uh, You can just make sure that you're meeting as many many people as possible so for the last 18 months as I said I had pre-work meetings pretty much every day and that means uh, hundreds of meetings and that means that you have hundreds of people in your network and some of them will be influential in their own right and some of them will know people who are influential and then that leads you to furthering your network So it really is a case of hustle uh, to get there. But once you are there, then it really can benefit your business and and your uh, enterprise hugely. So there you have it, folks. Those are the six tips that I would give that really helped me transfer from my corporate job into my business life. Have you ever been in a similar situation like that? Have you transitioned from employment into your business as well? I'd love to hear your comments. Please do also subscribe to the channel and like this video. Until next time, Assalamu alaykum. If you got this far, you must have enjoyed the podcast, which means you'll definitely love our other episodes and other content we produce as well, inshallah. Be sure to check out the website, islamicfinanceguru.com, as well as our YouTube channel and social media. Until next time, Assalamu alaykum.